Good morning and welcome back to the Thrive Subscribe podcast. Today we're going to replay a podcast from last fall featuring pharmacist Nora Stetler from Drake University College of Pharmacy. Uh, Nora and Randy talked about motivational interviewing and other techniques to have meaningful conversations with your patients. Now, since this podcast originally aired, a lot has changed. In fact, uh, today my pharmacy doors are closed, and it won't be till perhaps early June that we open them up again, and even then, we will only allow a few folks into the pharmacy at any given time. Uh, right now, we're just doing curbside pickup and delivery. Uh, I foresee that this will continue uh, at least through the summer, if not into the fall again. Uh, this has significant impact on how we actually communicate with our patients. Nowadays, we're spending a lot more time uh, talking on the phone or we're several feet away in the parking lot wearing a mask. Everything that Nora talks about in this replay podcast still applies today, but you might need to think about revisiting uh, some of her advice as you uh, look to improve some of the communication techniques you've put in place since COVID-19 protocols uh, were implemented in your pharmacy. So let's take a quick trip back to September uh, and listen to Nora and Randy. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, Randy McDonough from Thrive Subscribe, and, and welcome to the podcast today. Uh, I am very happy to say that uh, our guest today is Nora Stelter. I have known Nora for a long, long time. She was a student of mine at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy. She's gone on and done a lot of different things in association work and came back to Drake and has done a lot of good things for not only the students and for the College of Pharmacy at Drake, but also for the profession as well, too. Nora is actually an associate professor of pharmacy practice, but she also is very involved from a health coaching perspective, and, and that's actually an expertise of hers, and she does a lot of speaking on that as well, too. So, Nora, welcome today. Thanks, Randy. It's great to be here. All right. On an early, early morning, right? <laughs> early, early, chilly fall morning. Yeah. That was good. Well, let's get started with some of the questions because I know that our listeners are probably very interested in learning more about some of the things that you're doing from a health coaching perspective. So first, let's just start off about what is health coaching? Because we hear these terms like health coaching, counseling, motivational interviewing. We hear all these terms, but what do they actually mean and what? how do they all relate to each other? Okay. Um, great question because I think it's not only confusing for patients when they hear terms of, of different services that we can provide, but I also think it's confusing for practitioners as well. Um, so putting things in lay patient language. When I speak, I teach health coaching here at Drake, and I've had a lot of my students go on to become certified health coaches. So when I break it down for them in simple terms, I like to um, explain it that it's not about what's the matter with the patient, but what matters to the patient. So it's not about what's the matter with, what's wrong with the patient, but what matters to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when we're looking at health coaching, it's more of an information exchange versus our old approach, which is, you know, dumping or relaying a, a whole bunch of, of complicated information to a patient and expecting them to go out and, um, and live it and do it follow our directions and be adherent um, to that medication. So health coaching is a partnership. It's where, and you know, a lot of people in, in healthcare are getting into health coaching from nurses. Nursing is probably one of the largest areas. Um, physicians are becoming trained, uh, dietitians, and a lot of exercise 
uh, wellness professionals. So it's people with um, diverse healthcare backgrounds, and you're working with either an individual or group in this patient-centered process. So patient-centered is the key. And what we're doing is empowering the patient to achieve their self-determined goals related to their health and wellness. So it's not about motivating the patient. It's about helping the patient find their own motivation to achieve their goals. So I think that's what's kind of confusing because you think, oh, even when you're talking about motivational interviewing, I'm trying to motivate the patient. That's not true at all. It's helping that person find their own motivation. And then that that other key is self-determined goals. So we're trying to find out Again, getting back to what matters to the patient, you give them this whole laundry list of things that they're supposed to do, right? So say someone's um, diagnosed with diabetes, you need to take the medication, start exercising, you need to eat this way, you know, X, Y, and Z, it's very overwhelming. What are some small things that they're willing to do, you know, to start off versus overwhelming them with very difficult things uh, that maybe wouldn't fit so great in their lifestyle to, to, to um, begin. So helping them kind of take these complicated things and break them apart into goals that they believe they can achieve in that short time frame until we would meet the next time. So that's kind of um, health coaching. Okay. Um, so when you're breaking apart you know, people often say, what's the difference between motivational interviewing and health coaching? Health coaching is this whole set of skills. Motivational interviewing is one of the skill sets that is employed in health coaching. So motivational interviewing, I think of it as um, someone who's really resistant to change, who's really super stuck in the muck and doesn't feel like there's any way they can, they can make a change. Or it's someone who's maybe ambivalent, like they could go either way. Their pros and their cons are kind of equal on the scale. And talking through and having a conversation with that either really resistant or person that's kind of ambivalent can help them, again, find their own motivation to maybe thinking about making a change or um, getting started with making a change. You're not going to take somebody who's totally resistant to say quitting smoking to, you know, the next day, okay, let's come in and pick up your prescription and, and start the program tomorrow or smoking cessation. It's a baby, you know, baby step, stepwise approach. So maybe you get that person who's resistant to start thinking about it. And you have another touch point with that patient. Well, okay. I think, I think maybe I could start, you know, thinking about what are the steps to move forward with, you know, smoking cessation. So it's this, it's that getting those people who are stuck in the muck or really resistant to changing to maybe move up the ladder, um, making, you know, towards a positive behavior change. So motivational interviewing is one of the tools that health coaching, like I said, it has this whole big toolbox of different psychology, um, tools and other communication skills that it utilizes to help people make lasting behavior change. As we all know that that's, you know, a trillion dollar question. How do we get people to make healthier choices and make lasting behavior change? So it's not just a, you know, one thing that you do. It's using all these skills that you've been trained with 
to help those patients find their own motivation and take those small steps so they can build up to lasting behavior change. I appreciate so, that, Nora. Motivational interviewing is just one tool that you might pull out when you're working with a patient that's really that's really stuck. Okay. So health coaching is the toolbox that has a lot of different tools within it. Motivational interviewing is one of those tools within that toolbox. Is that a good way of summing that up? Very good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. You know, you talked about empowering the patient and, you know, you said a lot of healthcare providers are very interested in, and uh, health coaching right now. And they are, in fact, I just got back from a conference the last uh, four days uh, with uh, PQA, Pharmacy Quality Alliance, and having a lot of different plans and payers out there. And obviously this is about metrics and, and how do, you know, pharmacists, uh, perform and helping patients achieve certain outcomes. Well, adherence is always an issue. And so can you tell me from a perspective of community pharmacist, you know, why do they need to change the way that they counsel their patients? And especially as it relates to a major metric, and that is adherence to not just medications, but adherence to lifestyle changes, adherence to the regimen. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So, so similar to health coaching, right? There's lots of lots of tools in your toolbox. Adherence is not a one, one, um, I guess, skill, one action that you take and we'll, we'll fix it. It's an ongoing battle and it's a multifaceted approach that we need to take to working on adherence with our patients. And one of those things, again, is you know, beyond using technology, the power of our communication skills, the power of connecting with our patients, I think is a really untapped resource. And when I look at communication and how we teach it in pharmacy schools, I think in a lot of cases, we're still doing it the wrong way. We, and, and that, you know, sometimes is due to the laws or regulations of that information that we must convey to the patient as they're getting their medication. Um, but it turns into often that information dump versus an information exchange. So I'm trying, I'm slowly trying to improve that in the way that we're teaching that here at Drake. And um, I've got a lot of enthusiasm with my students and then my students going out and changing the way they're practicing in the community as well. So taking it from that expert approach to a partnership approach. And that's where I think we can really have a huge impact in utilizing health coaching skills in those patient encounters that we have when we're having our appointments with our patients, when we're touching base with them to sync up their meds, when they're picking up a prescription at the counter. No more just telling them, here's what you need to do to fix this, or here's what you need to do. You need to do X, Y, Z. Um, but asking some good open-ended questions, right, and showing empathy that we care and that we're here to help them. Not just call me if you have any questions, but, you know, finding out what are they willing to do, um, what concerns do they have, how can you be there as their partner in their health care. So a, definitely a different approach to working with our patients at every encounter and this is our technicians too, right? Another key touch point. Um, so I think these are skills that can be 
utilized with our whole pharmacy team and talked to our whole pharmacy team, asking questions rather than telling people what to do all the time. Partnership approach versus an expert approach. I appreciate that, especially as you talk about, you know, informational dumping versus really what we want is informational exchange and really helping this uh, patient to empower themselves to make sure they're creating the change that they need to to be successful from that perspective. Do you have any um, evidence or have you seen the positive results as you worked with students and maybe pharmacists out there that those who've employed health coaching and motivational interviewing techniques have actually seen an improvement in their patient's uptake of um, making sure they're using the regimen appropriately, but also that they're more adherent to the therapy. Do you have anything to share with that? Yeah, actually, I have have kept track of my students. So some of my students will go on and actually become certified health coaches. So they will take my course and then they have to take additional training and an exam and a practical exam to become certified. I've had them speak in my class at Drake. And just recently, one of my students, um, Natalie Roy, she completed a residency, a two-year leadership um, in ambulatory care residency, and is now working in a neurology clinic, which she never expected. She spoke to my class a few weeks ago about how she uses health coaching every day in working with her patients that are struggling with their medications and their side effects. Um, she hasn't published any research on that, but and that's a, that's another problem again in pharmacy is needing more needing more hard evidence. Um, but she spoke how you know you wouldn't think in in her patient client in her clientele that they would be the people that you would work with, right? They're on medications, they have to take these medications, but there's a lot of things with lifestyle. Um, with the challenges that they face, that she integrates health coaching every day into her practice. So it was really, really inspiring for the students to see wherever you work, you can utilize these skills. And she's also then, while she's utilizing those skills, documentation is key as well. So she documents those interactions in the patient chart. Um, so the training that she has at health coaching certification has really been an asset to her in her ambulatory care practice. I appreciate that. And, you know, you said something earlier, too, about um, you really need to be doing this with every encounter. And, and it's interesting, you know, because the program that we have uh, developed is Make Every Encounter Count. And I always believe that, that when that patient's in front of you, that's when you need to be doing something. And you just got to make sure you're doing all you can to help them optimize their therapy. And from the perspective of listening to you, Nora, what I'm really hearing is that uh, health coaching should just be a behavior that you do on a regular basis um, if we're really going to have an impact on our patients. So I, I think this is well taken and well received. So I appreciate that. But let me ask you this. It's not always easy to do it though, right? I mean, we're changing only our behaviors, but we have to change about what we do within our practice as well too. So what can community pharmacists do in workflow to make some simple changes in how they interact with patients? So I always break down if there's two skills that I want people to utilize out of all their, you know, if they remember anything with their health coach training, the two most important, important skills that we use throughout, and they flow across all the different skill sets that you, that you are trained to um, employ. It's reflective listening and asking good open-ended questions. So 
just changing those two ways that we communicate can make a big difference at the counter. Asking good open-ended questions. Have, has anybody, you know, what does this mean to you? So, so somebody comes in newly diagnosed uh, with uh, a health condition and they, has anybody ever asked them, you know, so what do you think about this new medication? Uh, what do you think about, what does it mean to you um, to have been diagnosed with this illness? What, um, what concerns do you have about the treatment? Um, if you don't take this, if, you know, if they say, I'm not really sure about this. Well, if you don't take this medication, what do you think could happen? And what do you think, um, the benefits of taking the medication? So you, you could dig a little deeper when you have someone who has concerns, ask some good open-ended questions. Same thing. So with reflective listening, just as you're doing in this interview, reflecting back on what I said and showing that you're truly listening to me can go a long way. So I always think of it as kind of breaking it down into what what's the emotion that you're hearing from that patient and what's their core issue at hand. So it sounds like you're really frustrated with having to take this medication because you really don't feel that it makes you feel any different or that it really works. Tell me more about that, right? So empathizing with the patient goes a long way. But I think that, um, you know, we're doing that. So those are just the two kind of core communication skills. When we're um, looking at workflow and documentation, we're moving towards this appointment-based model. We're looking at touch points where we sync our medications, um, where we complete you know, other medication management services. At every encounter, um, depending on how close together those touch points are, you could be working with patients on setting some small goals or talking about you know, what, what's really concerning them with regards to their health or wellness, not just their medications, something that you can talk or dig a little bit deeper on that might actually been, be impacting their medication adherence. Documenting that in the chart and following up on those things. So I think we have to document um, these concerns, the issues, and then, you know, in between those touch points with our patients, is there an opportunity then that next time you know, to follow up and find out um, if they've if they've made any progress. So health coaching is about, you know, setting smart goals, the, the small, achievable, realistic, timely goals, specific goals. And I think, you know, honestly, everybody gets kind of tired of smart goals, but they do work if you use them correctly. So actually um, helping that patient Find out what's what matters to them and what are some small health health changes that you can make with regards to their medication or other things, you know, in their health and wellness. Working with them to support them as their partner, as we are the most accessible healthcare professionals, to help them make lasting behavior change. So, how can you do that in your practice? I think is something that we need to look further into, and then we need some additional research. There's tons and tons of research in health coaching now. It, the, the database is rapidly growing, but it's not coming from pharmacy. It's from every other healthcare professional. Um, I think that we're prime um, professionals to take advantage of this and integrate it into our practice, especially in community pharmacy and ambulatory care pharmacy. We are prime positioned to integrate some health coaching skills and you know part of this health coaching model into our practice 
appreciate that. You know, you talked about reflective listening. I can remember, Nora, probably back when you were one of my students that when I talked about interpersonal communication skills, I used the term empathetic uh, listening, and you talked about empathy and compassion. And, you know, it's not only what you say, but it's it's the reflection within your voice that it shows that you're a caring individual. And it's also important that your nonverbals are consistent with your verbal. And so are you really listening? Are you are you focused in on the patient? You know, are you uh, full um, centered in front of the patient with good eye contact? They know that right now they're the most important person to you. So I think those are all important things. But as you talk about the workflow as well, too, you know, you talked about some key things. And one is the appointment based model, which means, you know, utilizing medication synchronization to really optimize the efficiencies of the practice to free up the pharmacist to have the time to um work with the patients to set up these smart goals, these small, you know, achievable goals for the patient over time. And, you know, there's uh, accessibility. I mean, that's why I think the beauty of community pharmacy, and I think that's our strong point is we are accessible to our patients. So we will see them more frequently than probably any other provider or any other practice setting. And so we got to take full advantage of that. But you also mentioned techs earlier technicians and how do we optimize the use of our technicians to help us achieve these goals with the patient they could do some triaging with the patient you know they could also provide some of that um, reflective listening and provide that information back to the pharmacist as well too to help the pharmacist when they have time with the patient so they're more efficient with that patient as well too and then also using automation just to make sure that again you have efficiencies within the workflow to free up the pharmacist so I think you know you, you're making some really key points that I think are important, and this is the whole reason why we're helping to try to transform pharmacy practice. One of my last questions here, uh, Nora, is about because you use that the term certification, and that your students go through your um, own coaching, but then they go through a certified health coaching. So, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So, health coaching, you, I kind of think about it in regards, um, it's kind of similar to nutrition training. So everybody can kind of say they're a nutritionist. They've done this online training and I'm a nutritionist, which doesn't equate to being a dietitian, right? Who's gone through college and completed um, licensing exams. Everybody was out there saying, and still are, um, I'm a health or I'm a wellness coach. And uh, a, a number of the large training organizations got together and said, we need to create some national standards for health coaching and training, health coaching training programs and create one national certification exam. That happened about two years ago. And the, the group that was created is the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. They have a national exam a certification exam that's administered by the National Board of Medical Examiners. So you have to complete an approved training program that's been approved by the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. You can find the list of approved training programs on their websites. So there's a number of private, you know, um, non-university-based training programs, and then there's a number of programs that are based in universities across the country. There's a combination of online and then they have they all have to have a certain number um, of hours that are live. So whether that's um, communicating over the phone on a webinar and coaching live, you know, from the comfort of your of your own home or attending a class in person training. So you have to complete these programs, um, complete a number of hours in coaching and follow the other 
requirements, pay for the exam to sit for the exam. So then you become a national board certified health and wellness coach. So they have a, obviously a website for, for the group. It's nbhwc.org. It's a great place to learn more about health and wellness coaching and where to find approved programs. So I would recommend if anybody is interested in first getting trained as a health and wellness coach to look at their approved programs, because that's a process to complete the training program first. And then, you know, down the road, look at becoming a national um, board certified health and wellness coach. I think we need to create, you know, obviously a bigger buzz for this in pharmacy. And I think that, you know, with health coaching, people get overwhelmed to think, well, I don't have time for this. And like we talked about with showing empathy for our patients by asking good open-ended questions and demonstrating reflective listening, that good body language, showing that that patient is someone who, you know, in that moment, like you said, they are the thing that is most important to us. We can make a big difference in pharmacy. And when I demonstrate coaching, like a wrong way versus a better way on how to interact with a patient at a, you know, in a pharmacy interaction, it takes maybe one minute more to have a more meaningful conversation with that patient. And um, it's, it's rewarding when the students see, you know, this doesn't take that much more time for me to change the way that I'm interacting with my patients or anybody else, you know, in your, in, in the people that you work with, the, your family, your friends, how to be a better communicator overall. I appreciate that. And and it sounds like, you know, this is not something that really changes how much time you spend with the patient. It's more meaningful time with the patient because you become very, um, ex- you become more of an expert as far as asking the right questions and, and helping, uh, you know, wade through some of the information with the patient to help them come up with some smart goals from that perspective. So I appreciate that. You know, Nora, um, one thing I will say too, you know, one mm-hmm. of the conferences that I was at was talking about social determinants of health. And that's a big buzz right now as well, too. And I can tell you from our own work at Towncrest Pharmacy with a grant that we did and just working with a small number of patients and about 100 patients that we actually did a social determinants of health survey, there's information um, about the patients we never knew. And so here we are trying to figure out the medications when in reality they were homeless or they didn't have any transportation or they had tremendous affordability issues or maybe they didn't have food, you know, and you start thinking is like, why aren't we capturing that information? And I do believe health coaching um, is a way for us to have much more meaningful interactions and be able to capture that information because again, community pharmacists are accessible and they know the resources within the community that can match up the patient with the resources that they need as well too. Right, and being that, you know, that you're part of the center of your community, you often would know where to direct them to find additional resources, if you know what resources they need, right? So again, connecting, I think that's such a great project. And we we do talk about social determinants of health quite a bit, a lot um, in our education here and often, often overlooked, but you wonder why people aren't adherent to their medications. Well, there's this whole host of factors that like you said, we're not aware of that is impacting their health and their wellness and their daily lives with that affordability aspect, with transportation, with support, um, you know, housing, all those things play such a tremendous role in our health and wellness. 
Well, Nora, thank you very much for your time today. This was very helpful to everybody that's listening, and you gave them some good pieces of information to help them get started with health coaching and motivational interviewing. And for those who have um, a desire to become certified, uh, they have a path that they could possibly do as well there. So thanks a lot, Nora, and you have a great weekend. Thank you. And if anybody has um, any questions, I feel free to share my contact information. I'd love to talk with anybody more about health coaching and pharmacy. That sounds great. All right, Nari, you have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye. The Thrive Subscribe podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Visit us online at tptransformations.com where you can join our free community to inspire you, challenge you, and transform your pharmacy practice.